ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ايها المسلمون فقد روى الامام مسلم في صحيحه من حديث ابي هريره رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال بدا الاسلام غريبا وسيعود غريبا فطوبى للغرباء وسيعود غريبا كما بدا فطوبى للغرباء وفي حديث اخر قيل يا رسول الله ومن الغرباء قال النزاع من القبائل ان حديث ان صحيح مسلم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم he said that indeed islam began as something strange and it will be it will return to that which is strange just like it began fatuba للغرباء so glad tidings to the strangers in another hadith ibn majah he was asked ya rasulullah and who are the ghuraba who are the strangers and he said they are those who left their tribes for islam in another version of the hadith rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said alladhina yuslihuna idha fasada an-nas that the ghuraba they are those who rectify they are those who rectify what the people have corrupted الذين يصلحون اذا فسد الناس they are those who have who rectify what the people have corrupted and in another hadith in the musnad of imam ahmad rahimahu allah ta'ala they said ya rasulullah wama alghuraba and who are the ghuraba and he said qaumun salihun qalilun fi nasin su'u kathir man ya'siihim akthar mimman yuti'uhum he described them as a small group of people amongst a large evil population a small group of people qalil amongst a people who are large in number but they had plenty of sin and then he said those who oppose them are more than those who follow them those who oppose them are more than those who follow them so we look at this hadith an amazing hadith and a powerful hadith which is one of the miracles of the prophethood 
of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama where he said that Islam began as something strange which is what he, he would have seen and in the early days of Islam when they began their da'wah to Tawheed they were the strangers on this earth that the Muslims who accepted the call to La ilaha illallah were the strangest of people in fact Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he informs us in Surah Al-Sad that what the Quraysh would say أَجَعَلَ الْآلِهَةَ إِلَهًا وَاحِدًا إِنَّ هَذَا لَشَيْءٌ عُجَابٌ That these Muslims, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he wants us to worship one ilah. He wants us to worship one deity. Indeed, this is something very strange. This is what they said. The understanding of Tawheed was something strange. So Islam began as something strange. And the earliest of Muslims, the Sabiqoon al-Awwaloon, min al-Muhajirin wal-Ansar, they experienced difficulty. They were strangers amongst their people, their families, their communities. The people of Makkah had to make hijrah twice. And eventually, eventually after establishing a state, a state in Medina, after the numbers grew, after Islam, gained strength and spread far and wide only did this strangest or the strangeness start to leave but it began as something strange as the hadith says and this is a prophecy this is that the prophet وسلم, is telling us what's going to happen and this can only come through wahi that it will return to being strange, just like it began, just like it was in the early days. So what happened? And history already attests to this prophecy. This has already happened. It's not going to happen. It's already happened. That means once the Muslims spread and the Sahaba had passed on, Shaitan started to work his plots and his plans. And he started to lead people astray. And sects were formed. And innovation entered the Ummah, which was the core of misguidance. Shubuhat and Shahawat was the two main plots of the Shaytan. Shubuhat referring to doubts about the religion, doubts about the understanding of the Quran and the Sunnah, doubts about what's correct and what's not correct. And Shahawat was the next plan of the Shaytan by which he lead, misleads people, which is through their desires. So once Islam spread, and the numbers were now large, it was strange initially with small numbers. Does this mean that when it goes back to strangeness, the numbers will be less? Is this what the hadith is saying to us, that the numbers will definitely go down? Rather, what have we seen? The numbers have only gone up. But yet the strangeness has returned. The strangeness has returned because the Muslimun do not cling to the book of their Lord and the teachings of their Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Illa Man Rahim Allah Except for those whom Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala have guided and who Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala had mercy upon. And so the Muslims became distracted and turned to competing in worldly matters.
just like those who came before them. They fought amongst themselves for leadership, for status and position. And thus the enemies of Islam, they found a way in and our lands were colonized when Naudu Billah. Our people were humiliated and were treated as the worst of people. And like this, Islam went back to strangeness. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in a hadith in Sahih Bukhari, Wallahi mal faqru akhsha alaykum. By Allah, I am not afraid for poverty for you. It's not poverty that I fear for you. Walakin akhsha alaykum and tubsata alaykum ud dunya kama busitat ala mankana kablakum. But I fear that you will lead a life of luxury, that the dunya is given to you, just like it was given to those before you. So you will compete over this dunya, just like the people before you competed over it. And so it will destroy you, just like it destroyed them. In another hadith, in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّمَا أَخْشَى عَلَيْكُمُ الشَّهَوَاتِ الَّتِي فِي بُطُونِكُمْ وَفُرُوجِكُمْ وَمُضِلَّاتِ الْفِتَنِ أَوْ وَمُضِلَّاتِ الْهَوَىٰ He said, the only thing I fear for you are the shahawat, the desires that are in your bellies and that are in your private parts. And those, those desires, those hawa, that, that last, that will misguide you. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is warning us in these two ahadith about the fitna of shahawat, about this dunya, about the distractions of this world, that this is going to be one of the causes that will destroy this ummah, or at least the Muslims of this ummah, just like it destroyed those before you. And this is a type of hurbah. This is a type of strangeness that will befall this ummah. For it is foreign to the teachings of the Quran and the Sunnah. And this is the strangeness that we are referring to. Not necessarily in number. But strangeness in their methods and in their lifestyle. Which opposes the Quran and the Sunnah. As for the fitna of shahawat. Which shaitan will use. Afwan of shubuhat, of doubts and confusion. For indeed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Satafteriku hadi al-ummah ila thalatin wa sab'ina firqah. That this ummah of mine will split into 73 groups or 73 sects. And all of these groups are destined for the fire, except for one group. And he was asked, Who are they, Ya Rasulullah? He said, Man kana ala ma huwa alayhi wa ashabihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is the group that will stick to what the Sahaba were upon and what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was upon. In terms of the aqidah, in terms of the ibadah, in terms of the mu'amalat, the dealings with people, <coughs> and in terms of their lifestyle. 
they will be saved from shubuhat. They will be saved from all of the doubts and confusions about the religion that are going around. So the shubuhat only gets worse with time. In the early days when the first fitna came, the shubuhat were a lot, were a little, a lot less than what we find as time went on. <laughs> and as time goes by, more and more shubuhat pop up. More and more innovations pop up. More groups come about. A group that you never heard of. Ten years ago you will find today. And this is due to the fitna of shubuhat. Which is linked to shahawat. For the shaitan makes things attractive to you. What suits your desires. So your understanding of the religion is now suited to your desires. And this is how the shaitan operates. So the shubuhat has become widespread. Likewise, the shahawat have become widespread. And this is the hurbah which has returned to this ummah. The hurbah which has returned is the foreign ideologies and methodologies that the people have followed which oppose the Quran and the Sunnah. However, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gave glad tidings in this hadith. He gave us the stern warning that it will return to hurba, it will return to strangeness. But he also gave us the answer. He also gave us the key to your Savior. And he said, الْغُرَبَى So glad tidings to the strangers. Glad tidings to the strangers. So what does this mean? We have to look at other ahadith. For example, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, لا تزال طائفة من أمتي ظاهرين على الحق لا يضرهم من خذلهم حتى يأتي أمر الله وهم على ذلك That they will continue a group from my ummah who are open and clear upon the truth and they will not be harmed by those who oppose them until the hour is established until the command of Allah comes which refers to Qiyamah. And they will continuously be upon this methodology. The same belief system. It never changes. This is what is referred to when the Prophet said, Glad tidings to the strangers. In the first hadith, we quoted when the Prophet وسلم, was asked, Who are the strangers, Ya Rasulullah? He said, Those people who left their tribes, they left their ways, their people's ways, and they went to the way of Islam. And that is because they are few. And you will not find them in each tribe except that there are one or two. That there are few people. And this is why Al-Awza'i rahimahullah, he said, Islam will not go away, but the people of Sunnah will, will. 
Islam will not leave. But the people of Sunnah will slowly but will slowly leave. Until only one person will remain among them. Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah, he said, A believer in this world, kal-gharib, he's like a stranger. He does not become anxious by its lowliness, nor does he compete for its honor. He is in a state, and the people are in a state. So the mu'min in this world is like a stranger. And that's why Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah also said, Ya ahla sunnah, tarafaqu rahimakumullah, fa'innakum min aqallin nas. O people of ahl sunnah, be gentle with one another. May Allah have mercy upon you, for indeed you are the fewest of people. You are the least in number. وَقَالَ يُونُسُ بْنُ عُبَيْدِ لَيْسَ شَيْءٌ أَغْرَبُ مِنَ السُنَّةِ There is nothing stranger than the sunnah. وَأَغْرَبُ مِنْهَا مَنْ يَعْرِفُهَا And the strangest of people are those who know the sunnah. The strangest of people are those who understand the sunnah and implement the sunnah. Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah he said, Treat the people of Sunnah with goodness, for verily they are strangers. And so what we learn from these statements of the great A'immah of the past, what we learn from the Hadith, that the strangers are those who left the ways of the people for Islam. They are those who rectify what the people have corrupted. But we also mentioned strangeness doesn't mean doesn't always mean less Muslims. So the level or the type of strangeness differs. What this means is that if we look at this dunya, then without a doubt, the Muslims are strangers in this world. The Muslims are strangers amongst the kuffar. When the kuffar look at the Muslimin, they see strangeness. But amongst the Muslimin, it becomes more specific. That amongst the believers, or the, mu'min, or the Muslimin, the true Mu'minin of Huraba, that the people who actually practice Islam are strange, strangers to those who don't practice, who don't practice sufficiently. They look at the righteous, or those who try to be righteous, as strange. She's wearing hijab. She's wearing niqab. She's weird. She's strange. He has a lihya, a beard, and he's only 15, 16, 17 years old. He's a stranger. A Muslim woman wants to stay home and look after her family. Today she's a stranger because of what the feminists have propagated. Huraba, she's become a stranger. And of course, Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, those who distinguish between bid'ah and the sunnah, those who distinguish between what's correct, what is sahih, and what is not correct, become strangers amongst the Muslims and between them and the people of bid'ah and misguidance. So in this dunya, they become the strangest of people. And this is what is meant by the quote we mentioned 
of Sufyan al-Thawri and al-Hasan al-Basri and so forth. That they are the strangest of people. But that, let that not mean that they are not happy in this dunya. That does not mean that they live a life of wahsha, of loneliness and depression. Rather they are the happiest of people in this world. They are the happiest of people in this world. For whatever ghurbah and strangeness they feel from the people, they find comfort and solace in the book of Allah. And they find comfort in the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he mentioned that there are three degrees of strangeness. The first type is the type we are talking about, which is the strangeness which is praiseworthy. It's the strangeness that the person feels through his aqidah, through following the Salaf al-Salih. It's the strangeness of standing firm with La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But that is the strangeness which brings comfort. That is the type of strangeness which brings happiness and contentment in this world. That is the same strangeness that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam felt. And the same strangeness that the Sahaba felt. And the same strangeness that all of the great Imams of this deen who stood firm in the face of misguidance felt. Like Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. When they were beaten, when he was imprisoned, like Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah. This is the same strangeness which they felt. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he informs us that قَلِيلٌ مِنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ That the few, there are only few of my slaves who are truly grateful. And in many ayat he tells us about most people أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the vast majorities, He says they don't understand, they don't believe, they don't know. إِلَىٰ آخِرِهِ So through this ghurbah, these are the people who find comfort and solace. أقول هذا القول وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدي ولوالديكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله على إحسانه والشكر على توفيقه وامتنانه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له تعظيما لشأنه وأشهد أن نبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد أيها المسلمون فطوبى للغرباء رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم he said give glad tidings to the strangers in another interpretation طوبى the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said it refers to a tree in Jannah a tree in Jannah which is so large that a traveler will take 100 years to travel the distance of this tree so let this be the comfort of the ghuraba. This is the comfort that the Prophet ﷺ gives to each and every person 
and community who are striving to uphold their principles, to uphold their belief system, to hold on to the Quran and the Sunnah, and the way of the Salaf al-Salih, the way of the Sahaba, the righteous predecessors, that there will be ghurbah, and there has always been strangeness. But your comfort comes through the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he says, فَطُوبَى لِلْغُرَبَى There are people who find ghurba in their own homes. And in their own home, family make it difficult to practice, to uphold the sunnah, to uphold the teachings of Islam. There are youngsters who find difficulty when they go out to campus and to school if they try to uphold the teachings of the Quran and the Sunnah. And there are people who will find difficulty in the masajid where they will get flack for trying to follow the Quran and the Sunnah. Where they will be attacked and abused and called all types of names for they are trying to follow the Quran and the Sunnah. The comfort that we give them is the comfort that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave where he said, فَطُوبَى لِلْغُرَبَى that the glad tidings are for those strangers who are upholding the truth, who are rectifying what the people have corrupted. They are those who are trying to fix what the people have corrupted. They are trying to fix the innovation and turn it to sunnah. They are trying to fix the shirkiyat and bring people to tawheed. They are trying to fix the haram and bring people to halal. These are the huraba. But these people will only taste, or they have to taste, what the rest of those who followed this path tasted. And that is, there will be some type of attack to you. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Luqman, Aqim al-Salah, Ya Bunayya aqim al-Salah, wa'amur bil-ma'roof, wa'anha anil munkar. Wasbir ala ma asabak. Oh, my beloved son, he said to Luqman, said to his son, establish the prayer. Then command the good and forbid the evil. And then have sabr for what's going to befall you. For when, when you do this type of da'wah, you must have sabr. For people will never just accept. This da'wah is not a bed of roses, as the ulama have stated. Rather, to be on this path, we have to be on this path like those before us. Wallahu a'lam. Hada wa sallu wa sallimu ra'akumullah ala bashirin nadheer faqad amarakumullahu bithalika fi kitabih faqala azza min qailin alima inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamilun majid Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن بقية الصحابة وتابعين وتابع التابعين وعنا معهم بمنك وكرمك وإحسانك يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين وأعلل راية الحق والدين اللهم من أراد أرادنا والإسلام والمسلمين بعز فاجعل عز الإسلام على يديه ومن أراد ومن أرادنا والإسلام والمسلمين بكيد 
فرد كيدهم إلى نحره وجعل تدبيره تدميره وجعل الدائرة تدور عليه اللهم أقسم لنا من خشتك ما تحول ما بيننا وما تحول به بيننا وبين معصيتك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا أبدا ما أحييتنا واجعل الوارثة منا واجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا تسلط علينا بذنوبنا من لا يخافك ولا يرحمنا ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعمه زدكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله أعلم والله يعلم ما تصنعون